ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد today then we move on to the next section which is ash-shirkul asghar the minor forms of shirk ash-shirkul asghar the minor forms of shirk ash-shaykh al-fawzan hafizahullah ta'ala says ash-shirkul asghar yanqusu at-tawheed wa yukhillu bih wa hunaka ashya' من الشرك الأصغر حذرنا منها الله ورسوله صيانة للعقيدة وحماية للتوحيد لأنها تنقص التوحيد وربما تجر إلى الشرك الأكبر So this section regarding the minor shirk we touched upon it and we began it it was talking about the affairs that cause a deficiency in the tawheed of a person and the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam warned us against these different types of minor shirk there was the narration we came across last time an ibn abbas radiyallahu anhuma fil ayah al andad huwa shirk akhfa min dabib naml على صفات سوداء في ظلمة الليل regarding the ayah where Allah said فلا تجعلوا لله اندادا وانتم تعلمون do not make partners alongside Allah سبحانه وتعالى and indeed you know you are aware ابن عباس said regarding that Al-Andad, the partners alongside Allah, it is shirk which is more concealed than that of an ant walking upon a black smooth stone in the darkness of the night, meaning that it is something concealed and something very difficult to pick up on. Some of the examples that we mentioned of that, Al-Halif bi-ghayrillahi azza wa jal, taking an oath by other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like when they say, I swear on my mother's life, or swearing on your parents' graves, all of these different types of oaths that they take upon the lives of people and others besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another example we looked at was ash-shirku fil-alfaz. Shirk which can occur in the speech of a person, in the expressions and phrases that you use. So for example, the hadith when the man said, ma Allahu wa shi'ta, whatever Allah wills, and you will. And so when the man said that, the Prophet ﷺ said to him, أَجَعَلْتَنِي لِلَّهِ نِدَّا Have you made me a partner to Allah? Rather say, مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ وَحْدَهُ Say whatever Allah wills alone. Then we come to this section, الشرك في النيات والمقاصد شرك in your intentions and your goals or objectives شرك in your intentions and your goals and your objectives ومن الشرك الأصغر الشرك في النيات والمقاصد وهو ما يسمى بالشرك الخفي كالرياء. So from the types of minor shirk is the shirk which occurs in the intentions 
and the objectives and the goals of a person behind doing something. And this is known as the concealed shirk. Concealed because nobody can see what you are intending in your heart. Nobody can see what your intention is in your heart. So if your intention is corrupt or you have some corrupt objectives from the actions you are doing, then nobody else can see that. Nobody else knows that. Those are intentions in your heart. So it's known as concealed shirk. It's not apparent and it can't be seen. An example of that is ar-riya' Showing off. Showing off is something concealed. Because when a person shows off, you don't know if he's showing off. A person may be doing an act of worship to show off. But all you can see is the person doing the act of worship. You don't know if his intention is that he's doing it just to show off in front of you. Or if he's doing it sincerely for the sake of Allah. All you can see him doing is his act of worship. What he's doing it or why he's doing it, that is in his intention and you don't know that. That's why it's known as a hidden or concealed type of shirk and showing off is from that. Showing off is two types. Showing off is two types. Firstly, ar-riya' mushtaqun min ar-ru'yah. Ar-riyah is derived from the word or from the essence of ar-ru'yah, which means to see something, vision, sight. وَالْمُرَادُ بِهِ إِظْهَارُ الْعِبَادَةِ لِقَصْدِ رُؤْيَةِ النَّاسِ لَهَا And the point of it is to make your worship apparent so that you can be seen by the people. Your objective is لِقَصْدِ رُؤْيَةِ النَّاسِ Your objective is to be seen by the people. So this type of الرِّيَاءِ which is derived from الرُّؤْيَةِ which means to see, vision, sight means that you make your worship apparent with the intention and the objective of being seen by the people. So that they then praise the person doing that worship. You want to be seen so that they will then praise you for this worship that they've seen you do. The second type you could say is as-sum'ah. As-sum'ah is whereby you do an act of worship, but it's not that you want the people to see you doing that act of worship, it's that you want the people to hear you doing that act of worship, or to hear about you doing that act of worship. As-sum'ah, from hearing. And that is a type of showing off too, الفرق بين الرياء وبين السمعة أن الرياء لما يرى من العمل كالصلاة والسمعة لما يسمع كالقراءة والوعظ والذكر The difference between the two types of showing off One is that you physically do your worship and you want to be seen physically doing that worship I'm praised upon it the second is that you want to be heard doing your worship and praised upon it. Like for example, your recitation of the Qur'an. That's not a physical thing. It's a verbal thing. You want people to hear you reciting the Qur'an and then praise you upon your beautiful recitation of the Qur'an. Also within this is al-wa'al, wal-dhikr. Al-dhikr, your supplications that you're doing, your du'as that you're doing, you're doing them in a manner where you want to be heard by people doing them and they praise you for doing them. Al-wa'al, giving admonitions, lectures, classes. A person, if he does them, 
just to be heard by the people for popularity. So they praise him. That's also a type of the showing off in the sum'ah. Hence, all of these various types are considered showing off. In a sum'ah, there is another type where a Shaykh al-Fawzan mentioned it himself in his explanation of Kitab al-Tawheed, I think, where he mentioned that a person may do an act of worship privately. Nobody sees him or hears him. A person may do an act of worship privately. Nobody sees him. Nobody hears him. So how can it be showing off then? Because, ah, uh, because afterwards he then boasts about it. Talks about that act of worship. Goes around boasting the next day that I was praying the night prayer for three hours last night. Boasts about that. He wants people to hear about the worships that he's been doing. And that is a type of showing off too. Even though originally he may have done that worship privately. Nobody saw him, nobody heard him. But he then talks about it and wants it to be known amongst the people. He wants people to hear about the worship he's been doing then that is also a type of showing off. It is a type of sum'ah. In Surah Al-Kahf, 110, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned, قُلْ إِنَّمَا أَنَا بَشَرٌ مِثْلُكُمْ يُوحَى إِلَيَّ أَنَّمَا إِلَاهُكُمْ إِلَاهٌ وَاحِدٌ فَمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُو لِقَاءَ رَبِّهِ فَلْيَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا وَلَا يُشْرِكْ بِعِبَادَةِ رَبِّهِ أَحَدًا That say indeed I am human like you Revelation is given to me that indeed your Lord is one God, one deity worthy of worship. So whomsoever wishes to meet his Lord, then let him do the righteous actions and not to associate any partners alongside his Lord. This ayah, the scholars, they say, it highlights the two acts, uh, the two pillars. It highlights the two pillars of worship. Because every act of worship, every ibadah, is based upon two pillars. Rukna al-amal salih The two pillars of righteous actions. Wahuma and they are al-ikhlas wal-mutaba'ah. Sincerity, that is one. That you do every act of worship sincerely for the sake of Allah. And the second one is al-mutaba'ah. That you follow the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Both of those pillars are mentioned in this ayah. Where... فَلْيَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا Then let him do the righteous actions. How are your actions going to be righteous? If they are done in accordance to the sunnah. So that is an evidence for al-mutaba'ah. Following the sunnah. Because the ayah tells you to do the righteous actions. And your actions are only going to be righteous if they are done in accordance to the sunnah. Then it also says, وَلَا يُشْرِكْ بِعِبَادَةِ رَبِّهِ أَحَدًا And not to associate any partners alongside Allah. That is of course indicating al-ikhlas, sincerity. Because sincerity is tawheed, singling out Allah alone. If you commit shirk, then you have not done sincerity of worship to Allah. So that part indicates the sincerity. So this is an example from the Qur'an the scholars often highlight. 
to show you the two pillars of the accepted worship, the two pillars of the righteous worship, sincerity and following the sunnah. Then Sheikh Al-Fawzan, Hafizahullah Ta'ala, quotes Al-Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim, Rahimahullah Ta'ala. قال الإمام ابن القيم رحمه الله في معنى الآية أي كما أن الله واحد لا إله سواه Regarding this ayah, ابن القيم said Just like Allah is one and there is no deity worthy of worship in truth besides him فَكَذَلِكَ يَنْبَغِي أَنْ تَكُونَ الْعِبَادَةِ لَهُ وَحْدَهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ Then similarly, based upon that, based upon the fact that your Lord is one, and there is no deity worthy of worship in truth except He, then based upon that, it is upon every person to make their worship to Him alone, without any partners, your Lord deserving of worship is one. Therefore, upon you is to single out all of your worship to the one true deity worthy of that worship. فَكَمَا تَفَرَّدَ بِالْإِلَهِيَّةِ يَجِبُ أَنْ يُفْرَدْ بِالْعِبُودِيَّةِ So just like Allah is one and single and unique as the only deity worthy of worship, then you similarly must single him out with your worship. He is the one who is one and unique in deserving of worship. Therefore, you now must single him out with your worship. فَالْعَمَلُ الصَّالِحُ هُوَ الْخَالِصُ مِنَ الْرِيَاءِ الْمُقَيَّدِ بِالسُنَّةِ So the righteous action it is the sincere one, al-khalis, the pure one, pure from any showing off and restricted by the sunnah. The righteous action is therefore the one which is pure from any showing off and it is restricted by the sunnah, meaning ikhlas and mutaba'ah. Sincerity and following the Sunnah. And Allah has threatened, threatened those who show off with woe upon them. فَوَيْلٌ لِلْمُصَلِّينَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ صَلَاتِهِمْ سَاهُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ يُرَاءُونَ وَيَمْنَعُونَ الْمَعُونَ Surah Al-Ma'un Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Woe be to those who pray the ones which are lazy in their prayers and they show off the ones who show off, yura'oon, they are negligent and they show off, yura'oon. And so the woe is upon them, the punishment is upon them, the ones who pray, but they are praying with negligence and with showing off in reference to the munafiqoon, the munafiqoon who would pray only to show off and they were in reality lazy and negligent and did not want to pray. Also in Surah An-Nisa, إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ يُخَادِعُونَ اللَّهَ وَهُوَ خَادِعُهُمْ وَإِذَا قَامُوا إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ قَامُوا كُسَالًا يُرَاءُونَ النَّاسِ That indeed the hypocrites, they think, they are deceiving Allah, yet it is Allah who has deceived them. When they stand for prayer, they do so in laziness, only showing off to the people. So they think they have deceived Allah and the believers. 
But in reality, it is them who has been deceived. How so? Because they think they are getting away with all of that, and the reality is they will be They are going to end up in the lowest pits of the fire, in the lowest pits of the fire for this hypocrisy of theirs. So they think they are deceiving Allah, getting away with it, deceiving the believers, getting away with it. The reality is they are the ones being deceived. It's upon them the deception that they don't realize they are caught and they will be in the lowest pits of the fire. He mentioned uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, the Prophet said that Allah said, أنا أغنى الشركاء عن الشرك من عمل عملا أشرك معي فيه غيري تركته وشركه. In this narration, Allah mentions that I am free and not in need of any partners, those who associate partners with me. Those who do their actions associating others alongside me, meaning they do them for others, for creation, to show them, to gain from them, then I leave them and their actions, their shirk that they are doing. In the version of Ibn Majah, فَأَنَا مِنْهُ that I am innocent of that person, free from that person, the one who commits shirk in their actions alongside Allah by showing off. I am free and innocent of that person, the one who shows off with his worship. Rather, he is left to the one he was showing off to. If you're showing off in front of someone, then you are left with that person. In another narration it mentions, they will be told, go to those people who you used to show off in front of. See if they will give you any reward. Go to the people you used to show off in front of. See if they will give you any reward. إِلَى مَنْ كُنْتُمْ تُرَاؤُونَ Go to the ones that you used to show off in front of. See if you find any reward from them now. You used to show off for them, so now go and see if they give you reward for that showing off, for that worship you were doing. And of course they will find nothing with them. Ibn Rajab, rahimahullahu ta'ala, mentioned, I'lam anna al-amal li-ghayrillahi aqsam. Know that doing actions for other than Allah is of different types. Fataratan Yakunu Riyaan Mahwa. Sometimes it will be pure showing off. He is now talking about when somebody does an action of worship to show off. That is different types. One type at the top is a person does something to show off purely. He is only doing that act of worship just to show off. Purely to show off. 100% to show off. Riya and mahdan. Mahd means absolutely 100%. So, one type of it is when somebody is doing it purely 100% to show off. That's like who? Any of the kids? That's like who? Who shows off 100%? Age is only a number, huh? So the munafiqun, correct. So the hypocrites, the hypocrites, they do the absolute form of showing off. They are only doing their worship to show the believers that they are believers too. And they are not in reality at all. 
So he says, just like the munafiqeen. وَكَمَا قَالَ تَعَالَى وَإِذَا قَامُوا إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ قَامُوا كُسَالًا يُرَاءُونَ النَّاسِ When they stand to pray, then they pray in laziness, only showing off to the people. وَهَذَا الرِّيَاءَ الْمَحَضُ لَا يَكَادْ يَصْدُرْ مِنْ مُؤْمِنْ فِي فَرْضِ الصَّلَاةِ وَالصَّيَامِ This type of showing off, it is not something that would occur, that you would expect to occur from a believer in his prayer and in his fasting. You would not think that a believer comes and prays and 100% in his heart, he's only praying just to show the people that came and prayed. That he doesn't care at all, no sincerity of worship to Allah at all. He's purely doing it for the people. You don't expect that. That was the hypocrites who were purely only doing their actions to show the others were Muslims and they weren't really. So you don't expect that from a believer. A believer may fall into some showing off, but not to this level. You would not expect a believer to only come and pray purely just to show the people that I pray. 100% just to show the people I pray. So uh, he mentions you would not. This is not something which would occur, or rarely is this something that would occur from a believer in his obligatory prayers and the obligatory fasting. But it may occur in giving charity, in the obligatory hajj, أو غيرهما من الأعمال الظاهرة أو التي يتعدى نفعها or other than them from the apparent actions or from those where their benefit transcends goes beyond فإن الإخلاص فيها عزيز Sincerity in those types of actions is a rarity, meaning it's something that you have to strive for. You go and hajj, obviously everybody is there, everybody sees you, so you really have to strive to make your intention sincere purely for Allah and what you're doing. Giving in charity publicly and openly then Again, you're going to have to really strive if it's something known and seen from you. Similarly, other actions that are open and apparent, seen by the people, then it would require a great deal of striving to ensure that your intention is pure. So in those types of things, he says, Al-Ikhlasu fiha aziz. That's something which... It takes effort and striving to gain that purity of sincerity in those affairs. وَهَذَا الْعَمَلِ لَا شَكَّ أَوْ لَا يَشُكُّ مُسْلِمٌ أَنَّهُ حَابِطٌ وَأَنَّ صَاحِبَهُ يَسْتَحِقُّ الْمَقْتِ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَالْعُقُوبَةِ So a person who does that, where his intention is purely insincere, purely insincere, then no Muslim doubts that his actions are therefore worthless if he's doing them purely to show off worthless actions and that person deserves punishment. The second type, al-naw'ithani, taratan yakunu al-amal lillah wa yushariquhu al-riyah. Sometimes a person is doing his action for the sake of Allah, but some showing off enters into it. The first category we just discussed was where it's purely upon showing off. Second category now, it's for the sake of Allah, but some showing off enters into it. This can be different ways different ways the showing off enters into it. 
فَإِنْ شَارَكَهُ مِنْ أَصْلِهِ فَالنُّصُوصُ الصَّحِيحَةِ تَدُلُّ عَلَى بُطْلَانِهِ If that person is doing the action for the sake of Allah, but from the very origin and inception of that act of worship, showing off was there, from the very beginning of it, from the root of it, some showing off was in there, even though it may be sincere otherwise, but from the very beginning, an element of showing off was in there too. It was involved. Then some of the scholars, they say, as Ibn Rajab says, the texts indicate your act of worship would be invalid. And imagine, this is not a situation where you've done your worship purely for other than Allah. You've done it for Allah. But from the beginning of it, there was an element of showing off involved from the root of it. In that case, Ibn Rajab says, the texts seem to indicate your action would be invalid. وَأَمَّا إِنْ كَانَ الْعَمَلِ لِلَّهِ وَطَرَأَ عَلَيْهِ نِيَّةُ الرِّيَاءِ However, if your act of worship is for the sake of Allah and some showing off enters into it later, not from the very basis and the root of it, later on, in the middle of your act of worship, some feeling of showing off and an intention of showing off enters upon you. But now then, what happens in this situation? إِنْ كَانَ خَاطِرًا ثُمَّ دَفَعَهُ فَلَا يَضُرُّهُ بِغَيْرِ خِلَافٍ Imagine now then, you're praying sincerely for the sake of Allah. In the middle of the prayer, the thought comes to you about showing off. There's people sitting there and the thought comes to you about making it more beautified, longer ruku', longer sujood. The thought comes to you. However, you push away and block that thought and you don't act upon it and you carry on your prayer normally. You manage to block that thought when it comes to you. Then there is no difference amongst the scholars that your prayer is valid in that case. The thought came, but you blocked it and got rid of it and carried on sincerely. So it didn't have any impact. It didn't get a hold of you in your worship. Came to you, but you blocked it and got rid of it. So that doesn't impact on anything. Your action will be correct in that situation. However, imagine now you're praying in the middle of the prayer. The thought comes to you about showing off. There's people there. So all of a sudden you start thinking, maybe I should make my ruku' longer, my sujood longer. And the idea is there and the idea sticks with you. And the idea persists. The idea sits with you. The idea then sits with you and continues with you for a while. So now you are in that mode. That idea is there in your worship of the showing off. And it's persisting and sitting with you. You haven't blocked it and got rid of it. Now what's the ruling on your worship? فَهَلْ يَحْبُطْ عَمَلُهُ أَوْ لَا Remember these circumstances. You have to remember all of these scenarios carefully. This, they should give you the reference in your books. I think it's the Jamil Ulum al Hikam. What page? Volume 1, page 79. For those who want to go and check this, volume 1, page 79. Jamil Ulum al-Hikam of Ibn Rajab. He said, showing off in your worship is two types. One is pure showing off. You're only doing that act of worship to show off. That type means your action is absolutely invalid, obvious. That's gone. The second type we're discussing now, this is you have to focus on it. The second type is where 
you do your act of worship for the sake of Allah. There is sincerity in your action. But some showing off comes in as well. How? Category A. Category A was when you're doing your act of worship for the sake of Allah, some showing off comes in as well though from the very beginning. In that case, Ibn Rajab says your action is invalid. Because even though you're doing it for the sake of Allah, showing off was involved and it was involved at the beginning stage of your worship. So it's like your worship was corrupt from the very basis. Even though maybe later on everything sincere, but at the beginning, the root of your worship began with some showing off involved, so invalid. The second scenario is, you begin your worship for the sake of Allah, showing off comes in, but later on, not at the beginning of the worship. Later on. So the showing off wasn't at the basis of the worship. It was later on. But... When it came to you that thought later on, you managed to just get rid of it straight away. Therefore, no issue. You carry on and your worship is legitimate. In the same scenario, you're doing your act of worship for the sake of Allah. Later on, somewhere some showing off comes to you and you are not able to block it and get rid of it. And it carries on and sits with you for a while in that worship. Now the question is, is your worship invalid or valid? Depends. Depends on what? So let's imagine now somebody starts praying sincerely for the sake of Allah. And they pray two raka'at. In the third raka'ah, some people walk in. So they think, you know, let me do it properly now. There's people here, they're watching me. So his third raka'ah, all throughout his third raka'ah, he's got this idea in his head. Then maybe he realizes and pushes it away and the fourth raka'ah is clean again. So you're saying the third raka'ah is invalid. But the rest of his prayer is valid. Anybody else? So you're saying the whole prayer is invalid because of the showing off which happened in just one raka'ah. The showing off happened in one raka'ah. Three of the raka'at sincerely for the sake of Allah. But you're saying all of it is invalid now. Nobody can hear your answer. So you're saying all of it is invalid. Both of those are opinions of the scholars. Some scholars, they say only where the showing off happened, that part of the worship is invalid. Others, they say no. If that showing off happened in that worship somewhere, then all of that worship is now corrupt. So all of it is invalid. So he says here, فَإِن كَانَ الطبري ورجح الإمام أحمد الإمام ابن جرير أن عمله لا يبطل بذلك. They came to the conclusion that your overall worship is not nullified because of that situation. وأنه يجازى بنيته الأولى and that you'll be rewarded upon the basis of your intention which began sincere. وهو مروي عن الحسن وغيره and that is something which is reported from الحسن and others ف... 
the point here then as Sheikh Al-Fawzan he is highlighting guard over your actions from shirk more than you guard over yourselves from your enemies how you would guard yourselves from your enemies guard your actions from shirk to a greater level to a greater degree and guard your actions from shirk even more than how you guard over your money your wealth from the thieves so that was the first subsection of ash-shirk al-asghar al-riya the second one iradatul insani bi'amalihi dunya the second type now is where a person does an action sincerely but his goal from it is some worldly gain he may do the action sincerely but his objective behind it ultimately is to get some worldly gain out of it iradatul insani bi'amalihi dunya نَوْعٌ مِنْ أَنْوَاعِ الشِّرْكِ فِي النِّيَّةِ وَالْقَصْدِ So a person making an intention uh, via his actions for some worldly gain is a type from the types of shirk in your intentions and objectives. قَدْ حَذَّرَ اللَّهُ مِنْهُ فِي كِتَابِهِ وَحَذَّرَ مِنْهُ رَسُولُهُ فِي سُنَّتِهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warned against it in his book and the prophet warned against it in his sunnah and that is that a person desires or intends by an action that is supposed to be for the sake of Allah. An action that is supposed to be done for the sake of Allah and the reward from Allah. He's doing it sincerely maybe, but with an objective of getting some worldly gain out of it. With an objective of some worldly gain. So this is a type of shirk which negates the perfection of your tawheed and it can destroy your action. It's mentioned in the Quran, مَنْ كَانَ يُرِيدُ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا وَزِينَتَهَا نُوَفِّ إِلَيْهِمْ أَعْمَالَهُمْ فِيهَا وَهُمْ فِيهَا لَا يُبْخَصُونَ Those who want, desire the worldly life and its glitter then we give to them their actions therein. They are given what they desire. They wanted worldly gain. They may be given that worldly gain. But then you don't have any reward for it. In the afterlife, those who desire from their worship to get worldly benefits out of it, worldly gains out of it, then the ayah is indicating they may be given those and if you're given those, then it's a type of the shirk, uh, regardless of whether you're given those or not, but it's a type of the shirk. Because you are now doing your action for that purpose, for that objective, the worldly benefit, rather than the reward from Allah. It's a bit different to showing off, because you may not necessarily be showing off at all. It's not about the praise of the people, it's not about people hearing about your worship or anything. But it's about you doing some worship to gain something, some position, some wealth, some status, because of that worship you're doing. Uh, uh, so the meaning of the ayat, أَنَّ اللَّهَ سُبْحَانَهُ يُخْبِرُ أَنَّ مَنْ قَصَدَ بِعَمَلِهِ الْحُصُولِ عَلَى مَطَامِعِ الدُّنْيَا فَقَطْ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ يُوَفِّرْ لَهُ ثَوَابَ عَمَلِهِ فِي الدُّنْيَا بالصحة والصرور وبالمال والأهل والولد 
that a person who desires by his worship and his good deeds worldly gain, then Allah may give him that worldly gain, good health and happiness and wealth and children and family. Allah may give him that. He may be given those affairs. The one who desires the worldly gains from his actions. And that is uh, restricted to the will of Allah, to whom Allah wills. But those individuals will have nothing in the afterlife except the fire. Because they didn't do the actions required to free them from the fire. To keep them safe from the fire, away from the fire. And so their actions in the afterlife will count for nothing. Because they didn't do their actions for the reward of the afterlife. They were doing them for the reward of the world. For the benefits and the gain of the world. يقول تعالى من كانت الدنيا همه وطلبته ونيته فهم his objective and striving and intention and goal is the world جزاه الله بحسناته في الدنيا then Allah recompenses him with the goodness in this world then when he goes into the afterlife, that person, he will not have any good deed to be given any reward upon. But as for the believer, then the believer is recompensed. Recompensed for his deeds in this world, goodness comes to him, but also he is rewarded for it in the afterlife too. He will be rewarded for it in the afterlife too. As Shaykh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned, ani salaf fi al ayah anwa' He said regarding the ayah, it is mentioned from the Salaf, different types of things that the people they do and they don't know the meanings of it. These different types of actions that people do that are linked to this category, that's what we'll start with next time. There isn't enough time to go through them all now. We'll start with the different types of actions that the people do related to this next time, insha'Allah ta'ala, next week. Any questions on that then? Or anything else? No questions today? Oh, there is. Everybody will tell you. Because at the beginning of the class, we did that. So what's the answer? His question is, if somebody does a good action, then later on, he talks about it, boasts about it. Then does that nullify the action or what's, what's the ruling on that? What's the ruling on it? It is a type of... It's a type of minor shirk. It's a type of minor shirk. It's a type of showing off. It's sum'ah. That you do your actions, even maybe privately. Maybe you get up at night and you pray the night prayer. You pray Qiyamul Layl. Nobody sees you. Even your family doesn't know you did it. Then next day, next day your friends, they say to you after Isha, let's go get some food. You say, Juan, I can't go. You know, I'm very tired. Last night, mashallah, you know, four hours. Four hours, Qiyamul Layl, me last night. So then now, when you do that, it's boasting. It is showing off about your actions. It is sum'ah. It is a type of the sum'ah. It is a type of riyah, showing off. So it is a type of minor shirk which uh, impacts upon your actions and the reward of your actions. No, then a person has to explain something, a specific reason, that's okay. You know, a situation is like that. You have to explain something, you have to explain something. 
even then you don't have to be specific about things you can be general I mean look at the hadith um, Imran ibn Hussein the hadith about the shooting star when he said Man minkum who from amongst you saw the shooting star last night one of them said I saw it one of them said I saw the shooting star but then he said I didn't see it it's not because I was praying he wanted to make sure they didn't think that he saw the shooting star because he was doing Qiyamul Layl he said I wasn't doing that it was because Ludigd in that hadith so he explained to them don't think I was praying night prayer they didn't even say it but this is the Salaf they said no don't even think it don't even think that I was doing Qiyamul Layl it wasn't because of that reason it was a different reason I was stung by something so you try to not boast about or mention those actions Falling, falling into Riyadh without you knowing? I don't think you can fall into Riyadh without knowing. Because the Riyadh, it is with intention. No, but the thing is, with a Riyadh, to show off, the person has to understand and recognize and have the intention of showing off. If you're praying and you just pray, you just pray and, and you don't even imagine you don't even know that there was a person in the mosque you don't even know after you give salam then you notice there's somebody there so could you have been showing off in your prayer impossible so uh, unless you have that idea in your head that you're doing it because of something something then it's not showing off the one that does not have a sign Allah I know what the context of this is and what it means there but it does not mean that you can fall into showing off without knowing. If you are showing off, then you've made the intention to show off. Without making an intention to show off, you cannot fall into showing off. Yeah, okay, so even that which I do not know. Yeah, I seek forgiveness from, from even that which I do not know. That perhaps a person may fall into an error, may do something wrong, make a mistake, and he doesn't realize. But you can't, accidentally show off without realizing that's not one of them because to show off it's mentally you have to decide that the people are looking at you and you're now doing it for that reason that can't be done accidentally other things maybe you may do some mistakes some accident something wrong but showing off can't be done unless you make the intention for it okay so we'll conclude on that for today next week uh, uh 6 45 asha 7 45 next week eight o'clock next week Quarter past 18. Right, so we'll, we'll do the class approximately 6.45, inshallah, still. Finish at Isha time just before Isha. So, inshallah, 6.45, try and uh, come again next week, inshallah. <laughs>